Thank you, Ruth. Thank you, Paul. It's just so good to be with you guys. Thanks, everybody. Please take a seat. Um, Debbie and I are just uh, here today, and uh, we are very pleased and excited to be here. So I'm just going to hand over to Debbie just to share briefly. How, how long have I got? <laughs> That's right. Oh, it's really nice to be here, guys. I just remember, oh, I'm forgetting some of the names, but I remember your faces. Yes, it's the Dodeni and Lorraine. It was really nice. Okay, just as a verse, I'll quickly share... Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, it caught my eye during the week for another meeting I was at. Um, Therefore, my beloved brethren, well, I'll say my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, be rock-like, I guess, always abounding, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And what's your work in the Lord? I mean, it doesn't have to be, it could be taking part in the Sunday service, it could be your, you're just a lovely grandmother loving on your grandkids. You could be lecturing at university. You could be in your own business, whatever it might be. You know, whatever you're doing, it says, abounding in the work of the Lord, because it's all work and God sees everything we do, knowing that your labor is not in vain. It's not in vain. It's not, it's not um, worthless. It's not a waste of time. That's good. So bless you in all that you do. Yeah. Okay. No, that's great. Thanks, honey. Well, we, let's just pray as we look at this theme of money matters. Uh, let's just uh, ask God's blessing. Father, we just commit our uh, time to you now. We really pray you'll speak to us, Father, from your word that each one of us will receive something of that living word to our hearts. So we receive from you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, money, a subject dear to, I think, all of our hearts, uh, if we're honest. I think it, it is to me. And um, it is to God as well, and uh, that is the big thing, and it's a, a great thing, and I'm sure you've covered things like this, that Jesus spoke on money, second only, I, well, I've heard two versions of this, but second only to the, to, to, to the kingdom of God. You know, it was such a, a huge uh, topic. Actually, I heard of a, of a man one day who, who, was, um, who was praying for money. I don't know if you've ever prayed for money, but this guy was praying, and he was praying, and he, as, he, as he was praying, he said, uh, Lord... Um, he said, Lord, is it true that with you a, a thousand years is as one day? And the reply comes back, yes, that's true. So he says, oh, wow, a thousand years in a day, wow. And he said, is it true, Lord, that to you, um, you know, a, uh, a million dollars is just like a dollar to me? God says, yes. He says, well, God, can I have a million dollars? And God says, yes, in a minute because a minute's like 100 years. <laughs> so you've got to make your prayer probably a bit more specific to get it to, to actually work. So, so we're looking today at the area of um, the reward of money and reward of being faithful steward with money. So if you have a Bible with you today, just turn to the book of Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 25. And verse 14, it says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who traveled to a far country, and he gave talents. And I'll abbreviate these verses for time as we're going through, but, but we'll, we'll flow through the verses. And he gave um, to different servants different talents. And in verse 16, uh, 15, And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each one according to his own ability, and he went away. And then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and he made five more. And likewise, he who had received two talents gained two more also. And he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. 
After a long time, the Lord came back in this parable and he settled accounts with his tenants. In verse 20 of Matthew 25, the person who had brought, uh, received five talents, he gained five talents more. And the Lord said, well done, good, faithful servant. Verse 22, he who had received the two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And then verse 24, thee who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you haven't scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground and look, there you have what is yours. Well, verse 28, the, the Lord here was not very happy. He called him a few uh, strong, bit of strong language, wicked and lazy servant. He said, I'm going to take this from you and I give to someone who actually um, has done something with what I have given him. And so he lost the, even that very talent he was given. So we see from that that being faithful has its rewards. And, you know, sadly, being unfaithful has, uh, has no reward. And um, when we are faithful with what God gives us in the area of finance, God will give more to us. And I think that's a nice thing. Do you think that's a, a nice thing? Oh, I would like a bit more money. And so God says, you can have that. And the two areas that we can invest our money are, are in eternal king, king and receive eternal rewards and, and you know giving to God for heavenly things and get nothing back in this life. And that happens sometimes. The other time is when we give and we receive rewards in this life. And God promises both. He really does. And this morning, we're going to look at some of the ways in which we can um, be faithful and we can expect to see God give us reward. So we're not saved by good works, but we are saved for good works. And one of the good works is being a good steward with what God gives us in any area of our life. Now, we won't look all the verses up, but you're welcome to take notes and, and have a look through them in your own time if it's of interest. But, you know, the second slide up here tonight, to this morning, is good stewardship with money can be likened to building a temple. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9, the Bible says that you and I, we are like a building. We are like a building. And, uh, you know, you can imagine a building going up. It's got walls, it's got floors, it's got ceilings and joists and, you know, windows and doors and a whole range of things. And so for us to build something of financial strength before God, to be faithful stewards, we have to put in a range of different types of skill sets into our financial life to really build a building that will last. And I've just got to be careful. I don't walk off the stage, you know. That would be a sermon to remember. You wouldn't remember anything I've said, I know, but you would remember that fall. So I will be very careful about that. I, yeah, man. Okay. I heard the story. A guy had a dream, and um, in this dream, he was up in heaven and wandering around. And he came to this part of heaven where all the mansions were going up. You know, a bit like Kerry, Kerry, all the house prices going up. <laughs> all the people from Auckland returning back to Kerry, Kerry. Mate, it's happening, isn't it? And anyway, so these mansions were being built. And he came to the one with his address and looked at it. And uh, it was just an old shack and it was hardly built. And he, he turned and looked at the angel. And he said, what is this all I'm going to have? And the angel said, that is all you have sent up to us for us to build with. We are still waiting for you to send more stuff up so we can build your mansion. 
So, you know, there are eternal rewards for our, our mansions in heaven that Jesus promises. And we will live in our mansions a very long time. And I don't know about you, but I would like a really nice house in heaven. Would you like a nice house in heaven? Yeah, of course you would. So with our finance and with our money, we can really build something up there that is, uh, you know, is good. So make sure you send up the raw materials. So slide number three, faith. Faith is a real plank. You know, it's a real floor in our, in our house that we are building. It really is. Faith, because whenever I give to God, certainly at times, like this morning, you know, you might have been had a real need in your life. And the temptation, oh, just hang on to that money. And But we heard that great testimony before. You know, the generous man, the generous woman will prosper. And they, they will be, you know, uh, blessed in return as they do that from uh, Proverbs there. So, you know, when we begin to, to give and generous, that is a, a faith step. Think for a moment to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. You know, when the old devil comes along and... Uh, you know, hands them that fruit there, or they look at that fruit, they grasp for that fruit. They grasp for it. I don't, have you ever been to a, a, a very newborn baby, just a, a, a few days, a few weeks old, and you put your little finger out to them? What do they do with your finger? No, they don't eat it. They haven't got any teeth yet. No, they actually grasp it, don't they? You know, it's so inbuilt in our lives to grasp. It's so built in our hearts to grasp things. And, and giving in faith is a great way of releasing that. And giving is like a seed. And the more seed that you give, the more you will reap in this life and in eternity. You know, I think of the widow's might. And the widow was there, and Jesus was just walking in the, by the temple. And he just looks across, sees this, this lady, knows what's going on. And, and she's not giving a huge amount of money. But she's really giving something that's big to her, and she puts it in. And God really appreciated that. And you may not feel, I have a great amount of money that I can give. I can be generous and open my hand and give out. But, you know, when you do give and you give like that, God sees that, and that touches his heart. And I heard someone say once, God doesn't look so much at what we give, but at what we keep, you know? So it isn't the size of what we put in. It's the generosity of our heart. Because we're, we're New Testament, aren't we? It's not a legalistic thing. It's a heart issue that God looks for. So as we give this morning or, you know, wherever it may be, uh, it is a heart thing that God looks at. So we won't turn there, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6, it tells us that our giving is like a seed. It actually says that. You know, our giving, and, and a seed is generally pretty small. And then it goes on and talks about the harvest. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So when we give financially to God, we can expect to receive a harvest. And that harvest is based on the proportion of the seed and the generosity and the cheerfulness of our giving. And that's how God loves to reward. You know, you're, if you're a parent today, you know how much you love to bless your kids, don't you? <clears throat> you know, when, when our kids were little especially, and, uh, you know, they're obviously a bit bigger today, um, and uh, we would try and get them to, to work towards little projects. And our oldest son, Rod, who's now 30, and uh, he worked best on little goals that would highlight as he, as he worked his way up, and he got to whatever it was, did all the house jobs, and then he got his reward. Now, he was always going to be a member of our household, but we were trying to help him, to give him rewards, to teach him things. Now, once you're saved, you're on your way to heaven. 
God's with you. That is not an issue. You're not going to get there by, by all the things you might do for God. No, you're, you're there because you're his child. So getting to heaven is not an issue about rewards. It's nothing to do with that. Our kids, they, they were just part of our family. They were going to always be part of our family, but we wanted to teach them things, for them to learn things and to reward them. And the same with you and me. God God, he's called you to heaven. There's no problem there. But he wants to reward you in heaven with lots of things because it's just on his heart because he loves you as your dad and just wants to do you good. Just wants to do you good. So always remember that when it comes to the reward of stewardship. It's about, it's about God's just love and pouring out upon you. Okay. When we give, there's a great verse in Psalm. talks about in the day of trouble, God gives us deliverance. I, I, I can't remember the exact verse because I just thought of it a minute ago, but it's in Psalms, in the day of trouble. And I know I've told the story, so I'll keep it short. But, I, you know, I, I was always faithfully giving to God's uh, work when I was in business. And um, on one occasion, after many, many years, I heard there was a fire where our shop was located. And the fire had swept through and wrecked about 30 shops. Every shop was, was gutted and burnt out. And I'm walking literally with my knees knocking. I'm thinking, whoa, man, what's happened to our shop? This is in Henderson, if you know West Auckland. And, uh, but lo and behold, the shop was untouched. It was untouched. And when we got there, uh, it, every, the, fire, the, 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 the shop behind us was gutted. The shop on one side was, was, was burnt. And all the shops down the back and up the top were completely gutted. And they were closed for three months. And we traded the very same day and the next day and just carried on trading. God had protected us in the day of trouble. I want to say to you, friend, when you invest in God and you invest in God's kingdom in the day of financial trouble, you can expect God to bless you, God to protect you, God to look after you. He is trying to teach you things, and for our sakes, he wants us to give that he can bless us in return. Okay, the next slide. Doing the right thing. The Bible says, trouble pursues the sinner, but the righteous are rewarded with good things. You know, doing what is right has a reward financially. I hope you don't mind me sharing this. I'm not trying to blow my own trumpet. It's just... Um, a personal thing that I can share. So we have a, a, a small unit that we rent out, and we had some tenants in this unit, and um, you know they had then given notice, and we kind of found out just towards the end of the tenancy, when they were <clears throat> they were not meant to have dogs because the the, the 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 contract clearly said no pets, no smokers, and we found out they had a big large black dog that we didn't know about, and also. At least one person was the heaviest smoker in the world. <laughs> and uh, it was a pretty, pretty messy place, man. I mean, you know, it was, uh, and, and guess what happened? Provision from God. They had overpaid by two weeks. We had $900. Praise God. That was so good. And Debbie said, oh, they've paid. They've overpaid. We have to give it back. Oh, are you sure, dear? Because I'll be honest, I, I didn't really feel like doing that. I, I thought these guys are pretty, you know, they weren't the nicest people in the world. Man, that could, you know, cover this and cover that and, and so on. But, you know, we prayed about it and we just thought, no, nah, we're, we're going to give it back. So we, 
And um, they didn't say anything. I think they thought, what was this? But we're not going to say anything. Oh, great, we've got extra money. But no, it was really belonged to them. But do you know, some months later, um, I, I can't go through all the details, but in that same house, we got tenants coming back in again now, paying this fantastic rate. And I believe, of rent, I believe it's because we did what was right a few months earlier. God has brought a reward back to it. And sometimes when you do the right thing financially, it costs, and there's no sense of reward at that time. But later on, God remembers, and God will look after you. So in financial matters, always try and be a good steward by doing what is right. It is important. Okay, the next area is the area of, and this is a really hard one. I can barely say the word. It's such a hard one. Is it on the screen? Because I can't even say it. I'll have to look and see. Is it there? No. Contentment. Oh, wow, what a word. Boy, if, if there's one issue God's had to deal with me on, it's that one, contentment. We live in a world that is so discontent. You know, buy the newest, buy the latest, buy the biggest, buy the best. Now get another one. It's moved on. Technology changes so often. And I am a total, uh, I, I like to do those things. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so another story. When um, our daughter-in-law, Delfina, she wasn't then our daughter-in-law, but she, when she turned 21, it was the World Cup opening in 2011 in Auckland. And um, <clears throat> during, oh, actually, oh, yeah, thank you, yeah. And during our, um, during the party, um, we, yeah, Rod proposed to Delfina in the party. That was exciting. And then we all sit down and we watch the World Cup opening game, right? And there's about, I don't know, 30, 40 people there watching this, this TV that was perfectly fine. And I suddenly thought, oh, that's a really small TV. Oh, I, you know, that, that's not right. We need to get a better TV here. So, so after that all gone, I began my project of buying a, buying a TV, and I spent some time researching it out. There was nothing wrong with it, as, you know, all the rest, just, just not, not enough for 40 people to watch at once. So, I, so anyway, I finally found this place. It had a, had a thing, and I bargained really hard with it. And, I, and, and at about 5.25, shop closes at 5.30, at 5.25, I'm in there doing my bargaining, and I, I secure a great deal. And I go off to their warehouse to go and get it, and I get it. Hi, oh, it's so good. Oh, thank you, Lord. Take it home. Very next morning, next morning on, on the uh, advertising, the same shop is now running a special, and that TV is cheaper. Oh. That TV is cheaper. I thought, God, I, I hear what you were saying. You were saying, don't do that sort of thing. Don't do that sort of thing. So, you know, oh, I tell you, man. You know, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, godliness with contentment is great gain. You know, you know, sometimes just relax in what you've got and where you're at. It says that we came in with nothing, we leave with nothing. It's really not about the things and the baubles and that. Then it says, for the love of money as a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Okay, so contentment. And then the uh, next area is that of saving. You know, saving is a real area of stewardship and has a reward. John Wesley, he made this statement. He said, earn all you can, give all you can, save all you can. There's a, a wonderful verse in Proverbs chapter 6 about the ant. It says, go to the ant, you sluggard. 
So if you are a sluggard, you go and look at the ants. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, and yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food in the harvest. God tells us to store and to gather our provisions. And if you're in a season of plenty, don't blow it all. Put it in the bank. Save it for the rainy day. This is vital and this is important. So learn to save. It is such a, a key thing. You know, we do live in a generation that it's, it's quite easy to borrow and all these things, but there are real dangers with this. And uh, we really need to be so careful and spirit-led in our financial decisions. So learn to save. So we've had a number of um, uh, ways in which we can release the rewards for good stewardship in our lives, okay? There was the way of faith, of giving to God with generosity. You know, that is a great stewardship to give to God with generosity and to open that hand and let that money to go. The money is like a seed that goes to God's uh, harvest and he will bring a a great uh, fruition as a result. Then there was the area of doing the right thing. You know, when we make right financial decisions, God will look after us. They may cost us at the time, but in the long term, they will bless us. There's the area of contentment that is so vital and the area of saving. And the final area this morning I want us to look at is the area of declaration. You know, declaration of God's word is a powerful thing that I've experienced in my own life. I am staggered and amazed at the power of the Word of God when we will take the Word of God and we will use it and we will declare it over our situation. Now, I'm speaking about money this morning, but these are principles of declaration you can take to your, for your healing. You can take it for salvation of loved ones. You can take it for a relationship to be restored. Whatever that area may be, God's Word is powerful. You know, the Word of God is a sharp sword that's in your mouth that you can drive back the work of Satan. Because sometimes you may think this thing happening is is just me or just that person. No, no, there are spirits working trying to take you out. But God's Word is a mighty sword. It's a mighty weapon that you can use. And God loves it when His kids start to take up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit and to declare God's Word. And uh, so I had a situation um, about September of last year, and I just felt I needed a financial breakthrough. I do from time to time, and I did it this time. And you probably think I, all I do is think about money, but it's not true. It's just a subject, I promise you. <laughs> so I was, I, was at, I was in my bedroom, and I thought, man, this is not right. This has to change. I'm not going to accept this. And I felt right saying that. I thought, no, this is right before God. This is not greed. No, this, I, this is right. I need to be pushing in for this. So I started to, to do that. And I just looked around and I came across a verse I really liked. And, it's, and if we got it on the screen, guys, Malachi chapter 3. And uh, I began to uh, look at this verse and I thought, well, I'm going to say this verse every day. And so I began every single day to speak this verse out. Now, we're New Testament church, so we're not worried about tithes, but we want to give generously. That's the key. But this verse says this. It says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, 
into God's house, into the church, that there may be food in my house. And God says, test me in this. That's the only time in the Bible where God says, test me. One area, one time with money. So I said, God, I am testing you. Your word says this. I'm going to see that you are faithful, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. And I say, God, I am waiting for that. Open those floodgates and pour out so much blessing that there will be not room enough to store it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, says God, the next part of the verse. And I began to declare that verse over my life and over my finances every day without fail. I would spend maybe a minute or so reminding God of his word, say, Father, thank you. This is your word. And then uh, two months went by, and on the 18th of November, 2015, a letter arrives in the mail. Now, I think I've told the story before. I'm not sure, but anyway, I'll tell it, so that's fine. A letter arrives in the mail, and it's from Australia, and it says, you're owed, you've got all this money owing to you. I thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. You get these letters from Nigeria, and these other from Russia, and wherever. <laughs> Just send this money and we'll give it to you. That's one of these letters. Let's get rid of it. But I just looked at it carefully and oh, gee, it might be okay. So oh, I'll ring them up. So I ring, ring them up. They said, no, no, we don't want any money. They said, we'll get it out of, we take our commission out of what you get. So I did a bit more checking and it was so. And so it was, you know, quite a few thousand dollars. And what had happened was 25 years ago in Blockhouse Bay, when our kids were little, I'd taken out an insurance policy. It was all based around shares with a company called Colonial Mutual, CML. And a friend of mine had sold it to me. And uh, that, that had long since gone. And what had happened was they'd been taken over by the, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, who have this registry that's hidden in Australia, and you can only get to it if you're living in Australia and you know what to do. I had no idea. I did try, though, to get around the, uh, the commission to these guys, but I couldn't do it. And so... Um, so these guys went through various registries because they're lawyers and they, they can do all that. And two months later, we got all this money came through. And I know it came through because I declared that verse. It was locked away in those vaults there for 25 years. It would still be there today if I had not taken God's word and said, Father, prove you in this. My friend, what about you today with your finances? God wants to open the windows of heaven over you, over your church, over your lives. He is a loving Father. He wants to do just more than take you to heaven. No, He loves His kids, and He wants to bless you and pour out upon you such blessing, He says, that you you won't be able to contain it. So great is it going to be. So do you think that today I am declaring that verse over my life? Yes, I am. Every day now, I declare and speak out God's Word. And again and again, I see God faithful. And you know what? You will too, because you're His favorite, because we're all His favorites. He is such a good God. So this morning, we have some verses. And uh, this is a thing that's just on my heart uh, for you guys, is declaring the Word of God, speaking it daily over your life. The Word is powerful. And God says, my Word will not return to me void. I am watching over my Word to perform it. God's watching what's coming out of your lips. Let it be life, not death. Let it be life. It'll have power. It'll have release. God will be on the move. You'll see what He can do. He is a great God. He is an awesome King. He's Lord of all the earth and He's in charge of everything. And He's for you today. He loves you. He cares about you. He feels the pain. He feels the heartache. And He wants to bring deliverance. 
Jesus. He's your God and He loves you. So I'm going to invite you this morning. We're going to declare some verses on the screen together. So would you please stand with me? And we're going to say them once or twice together. And then when we finish that, we're going to give God a mighty clap offering. Do it in faith. And we're going to finish by singing, How Great Is Our God. And as you do it this morning, if you need His money, focus on that. If it's another area, focus on that. But our God is with us and He is for us. So we'll say these once or twice together. So let's go through together from the top. Here we go. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will be not room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Amen. Okay, next, uh, next verse. Thanks, guys. So take these in faith. Here we go. My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by crop. One more time. My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Oh yeah, receive that by faith. Okay, thanks guys. Next, next verse. Thank you, Father. Here we go. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. One more time. Honor the Lord from your wealth and from the first of all your produce. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Amen. And just the final verse. I think we have one more. Is that right? Or is that it? No, that's it. Okay. Let's just go back to Philippians 4, verse 19. We'll say that two more times, and then we'll give God a mighty clap offering. And we're going to sing to our problem, because we're going to sing about the greatness of our God. Here we go. Okay. My God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ. We're going to just change one word there. My God shall supply all my needs. So we're going to make it my needs. Okay. We'll just do that a couple more times. Here we go. My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in glory by Christ. Last time. My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Let's get a God a great clap offering. Hallelujah. Reach out to God. Thank you, Father. We release your power. We release you, God. You are great. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Yes, Father. We bless you. Amen. Now sing this in faith for your situation. God is able.
Hallelujah. You just reach out to God for a moment now for your situation. Father, you see every need here today. Lord, we declare your word of an open heaven over our lives. If it's finance, Father, we release the windows of heaven for finance today into every single person's life. We declare financial prosperity and the favor of God. Help us, Lord, in good stewardship to release the seeds to you that a great harvest will return to us. Lord, if it's healing today, we declare you are the Lord, our healer. We release healing to you now. Be healed in Jesus' name. God, body, soul, and spirit. Father, if it's for salvation, we declare you will be saved and your household. We declare salvation and carry, carry today and across our land and nation, God. You are a great God. You are a mighty King. We declare God's favour on the church. It's the day, Lord, of your favour. We release it now. God would say there is great favour upon your life. Reach out for it, for I will do it, says the Lord. I am with you and I will enable you, says God, to go through this and bring you into a large and a wealthy place. Hallelujah. Let's sing it. Hallelujah. One more time. Maybe this morning as we just, everyone's praying right now, but, you know, maybe you've never really had the experience of, of uh, getting right with God and asking Jesus to come into your life. It's very simple. There are just five things to know. One, God loves you very, very much. He knows all about you. Number two, we all have a problem. The problem, I have it. It's called sin, and sin is just selfishness, and self, that stops us getting into heaven, and God wants you to go to heaven when you die. He doesn't want you to go to the other place called hell. He loves you, and He's for you. Number three, every one of us, we try consciously or otherwise with uh, being good by doing good works, or maybe praying, going to church, and they are good things, but they will never get us to heaven. They can't do it. There's only one way to get to heaven, and the Bible says that one way is a person. It's a person. His name is Jesus. And He loves you so much. He died on the cross. He was murdered for my sin and for your sin. On the cross, He gave His life. He poured out His blood. That The last point is to say you're at home and you're watching something that you're enjoying or just doing something that's great for you. And your best friend comes knocking at the door. What are you going to do? You're going to let them in, aren't you? Because you're best friend. Well, I want to say to you today, your best friend is Jesus Christ. And he's knocking at the door of your heart this morning. And he's saying, will you let me in? I want to come in. I'll come in as best friend. I'll come in as Savior. I'll come in as Lord. And I'll help you. He really will. So this morning, if you've never done that and you don't 
to where you stand with God and you'd like to do that, would you mind doing one thing, just lifting your hand up so I can see it, and I'll acknowledge that, I'll see that today, and uh, you can have the certainty of knowing that you are going to heaven, and you can know for sure that you're right with God. If that is you this morning, you're amongst friends, we love you, we care for you, this is a great church, fantastic church, this is the place to be, but if you don't are not sure where you stand this morning, would you mind just doing one thing and raising your hand? We won't embarrass you, but it's an important thing to do. We ask you just to lift your hand. Don't, don't even think about it. You've, 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 uh, you know, just, just do it because God's for you today, okay? He's for you this morning. So if you don't know, is it a hand, is it a hand being raised? Yeah, that's a great decision. Thank you. That's, let's give her a hand. That's great. Fantastic. Wonderful. Good on you. Thank you. Is there anyone else this morning who would like to join this brave lady who's put her hand up? Anyone else who would like to say, yeah, I want to make sure I know I'm right with God. The Bible says that God's Spirit witnesses with our spirit, we are children of God, and we can know on the inside. I talk to so many people on the streets of Auckland, so thousands of them over, over time, and I ask this question, if you died today, do you know you go to heaven or do you hope? Guess what they all say? I hope. Some say, I know, but most say, I hope. Friend, do you, do you know or do you hope? To hope is not going to do it. You need to know. The only way you can know is doing this and asking Jesus, your best friend, to come in. One more opportunity before we finish. If you would like to give your life to Christ, would you just raise your hand right now so I can see it, get right with God, and we'll just pray a brief prayer. Is there anyone else today who would just like to pray this prayer? thinking about it, you know, is that a hand down the back there? I think, is, yeah, that's, that's a great decision. Thank you for that. Let's give her a hand. That's wonderful. Good on you. That's brilliant. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to finish in just uh, 20 more seconds. I'm not going to prolong this any further, but is there any one more person that would like to, this is such an important decision. We never know our time. We just don't know, but right now you can make this decision. Why don't you do that? Why don't you do that? Just say yes and just put your hand up where I can see it. Put blind and uh, we'll just see it here. Okay. Anyone else you don't know but you want to, put your hand up this morning. All right. So, what we're going to do, guys, we're going to just, uh, the band will just lead us in a song, that song. To, that's fine. I'm going to ask this lady and down there that lady just to do one more thing. When we're singing it, just come out to the front and I just want to shake you by the hand and just, just pray with you briefly. Would that be okay? So we're going to sing the song and I'm just going to come down. Thanks, guys. And just um, the so of the King, clothed in majesty. Let all the earth rejoice, all the earth rejoice. He wraps himself in light, and darkness tries to hide, and trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. How great.
Well, we want to thank Pastor Steve for that um, great message this morning. And I tell you, if you want to prosper in life, the best way to prosper in life is by having Jesus. Because He prospers in every area and He wants you as His children to prosper in every area. Even as your soul prospers, He wants you to prosper. So I bless you. Thank you for coming. If you would like prayer in any way at all, the pastoral team would be happy to pray with you. May you be blessed, blessed for coming, and have a prosperous week in Christ. When the enemy comes to tell you otherwise, just say, I am a prosperous child of God. Every day you wake up, I am a prosperous child of God. It's amazing. God is good, and so are you. Thanks for coming, church. Bless you.